0: Hi, my name is Simon Nixon and I'm the pastor at Norrellin Community Congregational Church, and we're so happy to have you join us at our church's live stream this morning. If you want more information about our church or what we're talking about or if you'd like prayer for anything, feel free to contact us via our website or on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy the service. Me, I'm Well, hi guys, and welcome to church for this morning. So glad you could be with us Uh, for our talk today. I'm just going to continue on our series, Through the Eyes Of, and today we're moving through to Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to take a look at Jesus through the eyes of John the Baptist. So as we begin this morning, I just want to invite you to pray with me. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you this morning that we we can gather together um, in our homes and, and with each other wherever we might be. Uh, And Lord, we pray this morning that you would speak to us, encourage us, be with us, challenge us, that your word might be real and active and living, and that we might desire to find ways to um, act upon it in our own lives. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said this morning, we're going to have a look at uh, Matthew chapter 11 and, and John the Baptist, and we're going to look particularly from verse 1. And this is what it says. It says, after Jesus had finished Instructing his 12 disciples, he went from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. And when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the deaf hear." and the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor and blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me." So we have John the Baptist and, and if you've read through the Gospels you would have heard of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was Uh, He who proclaimed the coming of the Messiah, proclaimed the coming of Jesus, he uh, says he was in the desert, he traveled from town to town, um, saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is coming. Prepare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's within reach. This was the message of John the Baptist. And so John would preach that Jesus the Messiah was coming and then John who preached that he was given the incredible privilege of uh, baptizing Jesus as he began his his ministry. He baptized Jesus, not only that, but in that moment he heard the voice of God who, when Jesus was baptized, spoke, here is my son with whom I am well pleased. So John heard the voice of God declaring Jesus as his son, uh, baptizing the Messiah. His whole life had been dedicated to the message that the Messiah is coming. God is doing something. He's doing a new thing. He sent the one who saves. And, and now John, he was in prison. He was in, uh, put in prison by, by King Herod. And not long from now, John would be killed. Uh, without leaving prison again. And you can imagine, in prison, John would have had some incredible dark days. He wasn't in prison because he did anything wrong. He was in, in prison because he spoke up against the power of Herod, and he spoke about Herod doing the wrong thing, about acting sinfully, about acting uh, not within the interest, best interests of the people, and about going against uh, his own laws. And so, so John was put in, pres- uh, in prison essentially because he was a thorn in the side of, of, of the king of the time. He, he spoke truth to power. And, and that's why he was in prison. And, and in these t- days in prison, John would have been contemplating his life and the message and all that he'd done. and 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 he has this moment where he asks his disciples to go and talked to Jesus. He'd heard the stories about what Jesus was doing. And he, he says these words that, that we can read from John 11. Um, Go and ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect another? Those are huge words from John. Like we just discussed John and be proclaiming this message that the Messiah is coming. He baptized Jesus. Not only did he baptize him, he'd heard God's own voice declaring Jesus as the son of God. But in his dark moment, John had doubts. He'd heard stories, but he he had doubts about whether or not Jesus was the Messiah. And I can imagine in that space in prison, some of the questions that John would would have been asking. He would have been asking, is this really it? Was it worth it? What, what was the words and the and the message i had was it worth it to have me here in prison facing my own death it, what, was it something that i, I should have done he, you can imagine all the questions about how he got to be in the place that he was and it, and and just that real sense that is there purpose to to what i'm experiencing now jesus are you the one the messiah that has come to say and so say and so John's disciples went to Jesus and, and, and they asked Jesus, John has asked, are you the one? The Messiah is the kingdom of heaven coming. And the words of Jesus, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, and those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead, dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor." So Jesus, he, he declares, John, this is the kingdom that you spoke about. I am the Messiah that you foretold. Your words had truth. And there's purpose in what you're doing. And it's an interesting thing for us to reflect on. Because we all have hard days. We all have dark times. And sometimes we can think that in those dark spaces, it's wrong to ask questions. It's it's wrong to have doubts. It's wrong to to wonder, Jesus, are you real? Is this all happening, Lord? Is is your kingdom really uh, something that is true? And John had these exact moments. And John had the benefit of hearing the voice of God. He had the benefit of working with Jesus, of seeing what Jesus had done, and now hearing what Jesus had been doing. And yet he still had those questions. He wanted to know, if the pain and the suffering he was going through was worth it. Sometimes we think that because we might follow Jesus, that would sign an end to all suffering, to all pain. That life should just be good from that moment on. That everything should go our way. But that, that's not the truth and it's certainly not the experience that John had. He, he wanted to know, is there purpose in my pain? Is there purpose In the suffering, in the time that I'm spending in jail, in in, in that space, you can hear the anguish of John as he asks the question Are you really the one? Or is there someone else coming? Have I wasted my life? Have I wasted my time proclaiming that a Messiah is coming if you're not Him? And Jesus, after He says, Uh, tells John's disciples to go back and tell him what they've seen and heard. He also adds on this last little bit, he says, blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. And Jesus, I think when he says that, he's speaking directly to John and to anyone in those moments. He's not saying that hard things won't happen. He's not saying that, that pain won't exist. He's not saying that we'll go through suffering. He's actually pronouncing a blessing on those who discover that life is still has these things. He, he's pronouncing a blessing on those who would, sit, would 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 find suffering, would find hardship, would go through tough things, but not fall on the wayside, not fall into the trap of thinking that because uh, Jesus has come, that life would then be perfect, that everything would go our way. He's he's saying that. There will be suffering and there will be pain and John, people will be put in prison and and even to the point where people will die because of my message. Yet blessed are those who don't stumble. And it's an encouragement to John to hold on and to have faith in the midst of his doubt and in the midst of his questions. To not let go in these last days that he has. To, To not let go because of his circumstances and... And how hard they are. And so Jesus encourages John to hold on and pronounces a blessing upon him and says that, yes, John, these are the days. Yes, I am the Messiah. Yes, the kingdom is here and we can see it. Because people are being healed and the message is being told and people are now able to reach out and be part of the kingdom of God, it's, it's the days that John had, had spoke and prophesied about. And when John's disciples go, then Jesus turns to the crowd around him, and he wants to speak to the crowd about John. And so this is what he says. As John's disciples were leaving, this is from verse 7, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed in the wind... If not, what did you go to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, these were uh, those who wear fine clothes are in kings and palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one with whom it is written. So he's saying that John, when you went out to listen to John and to see uh, the words, you didn't go to see a king who stood in, in power over men. You didn't go out to see a man dressed in fire-flying clothes you didn't go out to see a reed swayed by the wind someone that would to and fro. you went and you heard from John and what you heard from John was a prophet a man who spoke the words of God and spoke about the coming of the Messiah and then Jesus goes on this is the one with whom it is written I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. That John was the one who prepared the way for Jesus. And then he says this, Truly I tell you, among those who have born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is the least of the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected... To violence, and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets of the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who has come, and whoever as he is, let them hear. And so Jesus says of John that he is the one that God sent, the prophet who prepared the way for Jesus to come, to speak. Of the kingdom that was coming. And then he says about John, Truly I tell you, among those born of women there is not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. See, all these people had just heard the doubt of John. They'd heard the questions of John. They'd heard of his pain and suffering in prison. And that there was a moment in his darkest moment where he asked the question, Is this real? Jesus, are you the Messiah? And it could have been easy for people to be incredibly judgmental of John. Well, John, he's not a real man of faith. He's not a real prophet. He now doubts the very words that he spoke. And yet Jesus declares, no, John is the prophet that was sent. And there is no one born who is greater than this man. He raises him up. In his moment of doubt, it would have been easy, because this is what we feel when we have doubts and we have questions. We feel, is it okay? Is it all right for me to have questions? Is it all right for me to wonder what's happening? Is it okay for me to have days where I wonder, is God real? Is it okay for me to have days where I wonder about heaven and about eternal life and about what God is doing in this world? Is it okay that there are days where I feel defeated and alone? And hopeless, because this is the moment that John is. John is in, but Jesus he 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 lifts up John's name. He says, "John is a man that God put in this place. He's still this man, this prophet. He is still this man, this great man, no other greater man, born of a woman." And Jesus continues on to say, "To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplace who are calling out to others." We played the pipe for you and you did not dance and we sung a dirge and you did not mourn for John came neither eating or drinking and they say he's a demon. But The son of man came eating and drinking and they say here is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. And Jesus is speaking to the people and saying you could be judgmental of John but in the same way you're judgmental of John you're actually sometimes judgmental of me too saying that John came and, and, and he did one thing and Jesus came and he did another thing and, and you accused John and judged John for what he did, but when Jesus did the opposite, you judged me the same way. Well, what is it? Which is he's saying that you don't, it's, it's not your role, it's not your place to be judgmental of people. And, and so often we can shut down the very real and honest questions that people have about God and about life and about his kingdom and about heaven and about the Bible we can shut them down if we come from a judgmental place when we we belittle others for the questions that they may have that that when we present ourselves as so full of faith that we would never have questions ourselves because I think the truth is we all have questions we all have doubts and we all have moments of darkness and see, John, when he when he looked at Jesus, there were so many different things. At the beginning, he knew. He saw the Messiah. He proclaimed it. He baptized him. He'd heard the words of God. So he fought against the power of the day, the, the leaders of the day, and the injustice and the oppression of the day. He spoke up about those things. And, and Jesus says here that wisdom is proved right by her deeds. That John's deeds were those where he put His hope and his wisdom in the ways of God. And it was proved right in him. And and it's proved right in the declaration of Jesus as the Messiah. Now you can see it throughout his lives. And these moments of question, the questions that John had, don't change the fact of who he is and what he'd done. They're just real moments. Real moments of questioning. Real moments of darkness. Real moments of suffering. And as I read this passage, what I see is that Jesus has a true desire not to let John fall by the wayside. Not to have other people trample over and John and say, well, he's no longer a trustworthy voice because he had a moment of doubt. And because he had a moment of darkness. No, what I see is Jesus wanting to lift John up and say, just because of this moment, it doesn't change who he is. And it doesn't change what God has said about him. I think for, for each of us, we, we can find ourselves in that place of questioning. And it can bring about a judgmentalism about ourselves even. Well, who am I to question? Who am I to ask? Who am I to doubt? Says as I read the Bible, I, th- I find all sorts of people with all sorts of questions and all sorts of doubt. And you know what, God? He's not afraid of our questions and our doubt. As a matter of fact, He wants us to ask questions. He wants us to work through our doubts. He doesn't want us to hide away from them or push them down. He wants us to ask. He wants us to ask the question in the way that John asked the question of Jesus. And the beauty of it is Jesus didn't play around with him. He said, John, it's happening. Look, the kingdom is here. See people are being healed. The blind are seeing. The, the deaf can hear. The lame can walk. And the message of the kingdom of God. And the Messiah is here. And it's being told. And people are hearing it. And things are changing. See, so Jesus didn't belittle him. He didn't say, John, what are you talking about? He just spoke truth to him. And I believe Jesus wants to speak truth to us too. That, that when we bring to him our own questions, our own doubt, when we find places where it's safe for us to ask questions and to have doubts. And when we choose to speak openly and have conversations and try and discern what God is saying to us in the midst of those questions and in the midst of our doubts, then God will reveal more and more of himself to us. And the problem is we can't create those safe spaces when we come from a judgmental place. When we come from this place that says, well, how can I trust you if you've got questions still? How can I trust you if you still have doubts? Where, where we accuse people of living one way or, or the other when the same way they were accusing John of living one way and Jesus of living another way and they weren't happy with either of them. See, that says they're not really truly searching for those who will seek, they'll have questions. For those who are searching, they'll have doubts. But there's a hope and a faith that comes when we ask those questions of a God who has answers and, and, and who provides hope. That we can have faith that God loves us in the same way that He loved John. See, the words of Jesus are this. He says... Is written about John. Truly I tell you, among those who are born of women there is not one risen here greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Well I'm, I'm least in comparison to John. It's never been written about Simon there's been a greater man born of woman than this one, and I'm sure we can all say that about each of us, and yet with his in his kingdom, God loves each of us. There's a home for each of us. There's a place to belong for each of us. Despite our moments of doubt, despite our our, our questions that we have, he wants to redeem our pain and, and reconcile our questions and be with us in the midst of our suffering so that we can know his hope and his love and what he's doing in this world. Let's pray. Lord God, we want to thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. And Lord, when we're very real with ourselves, we all know we have questions, we have doubts, we have moments where we wonder, is it worth it? And Lord, thank you that as we have your word revealed to us, as we look at Jesus and what he's done for us, we can see an image, a picture that says it is worth it, and that there is more, Lord, and that that, Lord, you welcome us into your kingdom and you welcome us with our doubts and our questions and in our suffering and in our pain. And so, God, this morning, I, I pray that we would be real with ourselves and we'd be real before you, Lord, and that we'd put our questions on the table in the same way John did. And, Lord, allow you to answer them, allow you to reveal your kingdom and your hope and the future we have in you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Thanks so much for joining us this week at Church Online with Norellon Community Congregation Church. We pray that it's been a blessing to you and that this week you might make a difference in the heart of your community. Please reach out if you have any needs or you want us to pray for you. We'd love to do that and we hope to see you next week. Be blessed.